Wait, I think we can all agree that though our love for Star Wars may be divided amongst different preferences of the saga, our innate feeling remains loving, just the same. Even when the story leans towards directions that we may hate, the passion we express is the aftermath of an exposure to an idea so pure and relatable. The young and chosen, led on a journey to self-discovery and purpose, realizing their place between the righteous and the tyrannical. Star Wars, for so many, has been an argument between generations of fandom, mainly about which era conveyed their story best, the original or the prequel. You are so blind! You so do not understand! You were there at the beginning! You don't know how good it was, how important! People like you make me sick! What's wrong with you? On one side, you have the original fans witnessing Star Wars as it was. Raw, unique, revolutionary. On the other side, you have younger fans who'd argue that the prequels left the same impact on them that the originals did for their parents. But now, we're witness to a different point, a time that for so many feels cynical, pandering, and soulless. The Disney era. Since 2015, fans of Star Wars have been provided with plenty of films, shows, and video games, and there always seemed to be a shared reaction between fans of the original and prequel eras. At first, it was loving, with films like Star Wars The Force Awakens and Rogue One. But slowly and surely, the tide shifted. The brand itself would require a negative woke connotation. It also didn't help that Star Wars had never before felt so much like a product. All these problems were highlighted within the final installment of the epic saga, The Rise of Skywalker. Written by J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio, The Rise of Skywalker was met with a... mixed reaction. With a film as important to people as this, certain precautions must be made, and the right steps should be taken to ensure an ending that is wholesome, natural, and also subtle. Unfortunately, The Rise of Skywalker went in the other direction, focusing on large set pieces without putting character first, bringing old icons back without any depth, and promising a finale with some semblance of closure, but ending on a note that subliminally winks to the audience, whispering, see you at episode 10. Simply put, the movie didn't work. However, what if I told you there was an episode 9 that did? A story that acknowledged the faults of previous films, but didn't get in the way of itself. One with themes and characters that felt genuine and appropriate for a grand finale such as this. This is Star Wars Duel of the Fates. Years ago, Disney and Lucasfilm announced the promised writer and director for Star Wars Episode IX to be Colin Trevorrow of Jurassic World fame. But due to creative differences, Trevorrow left the project with a completed draft of his story. Earlier this year, after the release of The Rise of Skywalker, a PDF file for Trevorrow's story was leaked, and it caught major attention, along with concept art depicting scenes and costumes for the film. The script is online for all to read, and as someone interested in another take, I found some time yesterday to sit down and give the story a chance. Once I was done, I was left with a conflicted reaction. Part of me was filled with the disappointment in knowing that we would never see the story come to life. That we were left with a film that now in hindsight seemed like an unplanned, pandering mess. 
However, the other part of me was left excited. Excited to read it again, to look up the concept art, and the assurance that at least one person out there got what Star Wars was and should have been. Now, for the story. It's the final days of the First Order, and the galaxy has been cut off from each other by Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, who's focused on becoming a greater Force user than any Skywalker, any Sith before him. The now mature Jedi Rey works with the Resistance to reconnect the divided and frightened members of the galaxy so that they can finally rise up and topple the galactic fascism. In this story, Rey is a much more competent Force user, wielding a double-bladed lightsaber and living by the ideals of the Jedi Order. However, her will is tested due to her romantic ties towards Poe Dameron and her worry for Finn, who throughout the film builds his way up from disgraced stormtrooper to revolutionary leader. One of the most notable aspects of this story is its use of character. It focuses on the main core that we've built up in the past two films and doesn't feel the need to add any characters that reveal to be useless as the story progresses. An example of this is Rose, who was more or less shoved to the side in The Rise of Skywalker. In Duel of the Fates, her character is utilized better and developed further as a cunning rebel. Another element I enjoyed of this story was its pace. It moves at a good beat, balancing its emotional moments well with action and comedic characters. This is probably due to the script's fluid nature. Every scene transitions well and when reading, it never felt like anything should have been cut. As a matter of fact, there could be an argument to add some more scenes to emphasize the closure, especially near the end. Full discretion, I'm not sure which draft of the script this is. A part of this script that I found most impressive was its embrace of The Last Jedi. Since Episode 8 came out, it garnered much criticism for its central themes and portrayals of characters. It would have been easy to dismiss the film and retcon elements that were introduced, so easy that The Rise of Skywalker actually did. This story, however, accepts the direction that Ryan Johnson had gone in and built its story from there. Trevorrow didn't waste the potential that Johnson's ideas had. He incorporated them and decided to blend them with his own, and I believe made a stronger narrative because of it, especially when compared to the backpedaling of The Rise of Skywalker. This is highlighted with Rey's character of progression. I believe that if Lucasfilm had gone in this direction, we wouldn't hear the Mary Sue complaint as much when it came to Daisy Ridley's character. Her arc, as shown in The Last Jedi, was of someone who felt purposeless and was told she was, in fact, nobody. In The Rise of Skywalker, it's revealed that she actually is somebody. But what if she's somebody bad? This revelation forces Rey, by the end, to lie about who she is. In Duel of the Fates, she's not related to Palpatine, and a part of her truly feels like she is no one. But she eventually realizes no one is no one. And that is the core of Star Wars, that anyone could be the hero, and anyone could be the villain, including the fans. And yes, the fans must be brought up, because a studio will act in a reactionary manner. No matter how many times we complain, go on Twitter, post hashtags, the money does the real talking. It's why we got The Rise of Skywalker, and why they rejected Duel of the Fates. Because no one decided to stay home when Episode 9 came out. To watch is to be, after all. And we love to watch and to be those from a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, where all it took was anyone. The GOAT Podcast is proof you don't have to look any further for movie news, reviews, trailer reactions, or special discussions. Subscribe, get notified about what's going on, and I promise you'll be entertained by our daily content on YouTube. If you want more, we're on Twitter at GOAT Film Podcast, Instagram The GOAT Podcast, and The GOAT Movie Group on Facebook. Get connected with us, see what's happening, and make sure to love it while you're doing so.